Um, hey team and welcome back to another episode of Toe the Line. Hey! Toe the Line. <laughs> so I'm going to end it with my intro for all the podcasts now. <laughs> um, but as you've probably already heard, we've got a very special guest on today. Um, so I'm just going to introduce her and we'll get straight into it. So today's guest is probably one of the most exciting players in the women's game of rugby at the moment. Don't get it. <laughs> this is all a lie, man. Sorry, 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 sorry. No, you're good. Not only is she a current black fan, but has also recently played for the Kiwi fans, making her a dual international in Union and League. Um, if, and if that wasn't enough, at the end of last week, at the end of the last weekend, sorry, of the inaugural WXB One competition, she was also named World Rugby Women's 15's Breakthrough Player of the Year. That is a sentence. <laughs> um, did that really well. <laughs> Capping off an incredible campaign in her first year as a black fan. Today's guest is the amazing Caitlin Blancova. Thank you. Girl, what are you expecting to you? Yes, I'm glad it's nearly But we're just getting started again. <laughs> Thanks so much. No, thank you for being here. I'm so excited. I was saying to you before we started that you're one of the people in the rugby space that I really admire because you're so vocal about standing up for things that I find should be stood up for and now yes. I just think people who use their voice for good who have a platform I think are just amazing so I'm so Thank glad you're so here today and you too you also I'll stop it <laughs> <laughs> um, but the first and probably most important question how are you oh I'm living the dream so I'm great I'm doing great um I think just coming out of board 15s I felt a little bit overwhelmed kind of all the rugby yeah yeah I had a break very Happy and refreshed, and yeah, I'm good. Oh, yeah, I'm so glad. Yeah, you can tell because you just look happy as well. I think it. I think when you're happy on the inside, it always shows on the outside. Yes, I agree. So glad, and the family's doing well and everything. Oh, the family's great. Oh, that's great. great. Watching me live my life. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Watch me be successful. They just love it. <laughs> Riding on the coattails. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's what my dad always says to me. Yeah. He's like, Taylor, when you're rich and famous, you can pay for all my shit. And I'm like, okay, good. Sure. Okay. <laughs> you you brought me into this life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's not my job. <laughs> um, but I kind of just want to get started with getting to know you a bit more. The listeners okay. getting to know you. Can you talk us through like your early childhood years, family life? What was it like growing up? And what kind of was your schooling life like? All of that sort of stuff. But before rugby and all your amazing sporting success. Okay. So <laughs> I I grew up in a church, and mm-hmm. I was very. I don't think religious is the right word, but I was a very spiritual kid. Yeah. And um, rugby wasn't a part of it, like, it wasn't a big part of my family. My brother, like, dabbled a little bit in rugby, but it wasn't, the context, but it wasn't big, so I actually played Oh, you did? Yeah, but I think I was just too aggressive, so I had to find, I had to find another outlet. Yeah. And it ended up being rugby, but yeah, I grew up in the church. I went to multiple schools because I was a very problematic. I was a little, I, I basically, I was a bit of shit. I don't know if you can include that, but I was such a rebellious kid. Even though I was raised in the church, I was so rebellious. And I ended up moving around a lot of schools. I went to um, Rutherford, Epsom Girls Grammar, and St. Dominus College. And then I did this, like, correspondence course. Because I was so problematic, they had to, like, take me out of school. And put me in, like, another one where I could be off by myself. And maybe die. And she made me die. And even in that, I still, I still was... Terrible. So I dropped out. 
Was that just because you didn't like school? Or were you just you know, kind of one of those kids? Even though <laughs> school just isn't for them. Like, yeah. I think I was one of those kids, but... I could relate to you with it. Yeah. Not for, like, being rebellious, but I just think school wasn't the best place yeah. for me either. Yeah. And I just hate, like... I don't think I'm dumb. I think I'm a smart person. Yeah, but same. being in school made me feel really stupid. Yeah, same. And I think I just, yeah, it just wasn't for me. But... After that, I went to university yeah. where I studied to do Māori, so that kind of helped me a little bit. Yeah. But that was actually the first, like, because I've never stayed in school for a full year. Like, I've always had, oh, I know, I've always had some sort of issue where I end up dropping out and then end up taking me out. Sorry, was that yeah. just, like, in your, like, kind of intermediate college? Intermediate through all of high school. I couldn't, yeah. like, handle one year at a school. <laughs> Until I went to university, and then, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, this is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> and that is my story. No, that's no, I'm glad you shared that because I always get a bit funny about talking about my schooling experience as well. Especially like my last three years. I like I'm not proud of it, but like I went all the time. Oh, I just same. I hated it, but same. I think I think just like the environment wasn't good and I think when you're someone with like a difference that is like outwardly present mm -hmm. it can be really hard to put in and like even back then I feel like I'm so old now like I'm only 26 <laughs> yeah. but I think even back then like stuff like that just wasn't accepted or talked yeah. about and like just being educated for so I'm gonna do try and sit you in like a bit of a box so yeah yeah yeah, yeah, and I think people just thought I was dumb which I probably was I'm not book smart like at all really I'm street smart that's all that matters yeah that's all we book smart can get yeah, so true. If you don't have a street smart thing, girl, you're gonna have some issues. Um, no, that's super interesting. So, did you? So, you say you didn't like school at all? Then, did you play rugby in school? No. Oh, I think I played one game, but yeah, I I didn't like I didn't play any kind of contact sport, thinking that this was, it was going to be my game. yeah yeah. You just did it to I think I just did it to hang out with my friends. Yeah, which is what we always do. Yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. And then, so after school, you went to uni and started to there. Not... Yeah, so I went to, it's called Tiwana and it's like, there's this course called Rimakiria where if you're not fluent in Māori, you basically spent a whole year just learning the good. And yeah, I would just mind that because it was just changed my life. It was yeah. everything I wanted it to be. Yeah. It like, Māori is such a like poetic and spiritual language and culture. And I think it just changed my perspective on everything. And like, actually made me enjoy being in a school environment. Mm -hmm. a school. Like a learning kid. But I could sort of be myself. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And so you're not studying now, you're just doing full-time rugby then? Yes, but I've just applied for this, you know, it's like a course or like, but it's just, it's kind of leveling up in my understanding of like Maori culture and Oh, cool. That's a part of how I tell you. But yeah, that's until it's here. Yeah. Did, did you find, I'm almost curious about this, did you find that when you started studying Tadeo that it made you more in tune with who you are on like a spiritual level yeah yeah i think it just made me like because i just think the culture is so spiritual and is. i used to get so embarrassed when i'd like cry listening to like maori songs like, i was like poor footy or anything i don't know i just i, I don't know <laughs> I didn't obviously know it at the time, but because I was like so young and I think I'd already been through like so much in my life, like so much trauma and like pain, I think I just like connected to things of like a young kid and like people was like, why is that little kid bawling her eyes out in the middle of this flat night? 
and the artist still like walking around like I'm like actually fine I just don't know why I'm crying <laughs> but no I, I always find it so interesting because yeah. I've just found that the more I like delve into the culture the more like in tune I am with I think it really like um settled my spirit and mm. mainly my anxiety because I really struggle with anxiety but or if I'm around like Maori culture or if I'm around anything I think Polynesian mm-hmm. I think it just really settles my spirit so being in like going to uni and being around Maori every day and mm-hmm. just for, like that just gave me a, a, a sense of peace so yeah that's why it changed do you still struggle with your anxiety a little bit I think not like how I used to mm-hmm. but my performance anxiety around rugby yes but it's we're improving it's a work yeah, because I get I get anxiety too, and I wasn't going to tell you that since you t- told me. Twenty twenty. <laughs> no, I literally was going to say I don't know why, but I get so like this morning when I was like my hands were shaking. Well, what do you mean? It's like it's just like ink. Like I mean, obviously I've had like my mental health issues and stuff, yeah. but I think with like my anxiety, I just like want to be like the best I can possibly be, and I want the person who like I'm interviewing or like being there with to like feel comfortable and like yeah. to feel like they're getting something out of it as well and I think for me I just my brain starts going Are you more like anxious about if you fail or like if you can't yeah, do uh, it in a good way? So much fail. I think just like like produce it in like a good way or like be like the best version of myself. Yeah. Like I always kinda of like present as the best person person well, of myself. You very lucky. Oh. So you're doing a good job. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, we're talking about you not me, so <laughs> moving on. Um were there any kind of pivotal moments growing up that really shaped you into the person that you are now? Um, that you're comfortable with sharing? <laughs> pivotal moments. I don't know about like pivotal moments, like one pivotal yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, But I think... <laughs> okay, I, so I, I was like, just I was similar to you, I had a my mental well-being as a teenager was really dead. Shocking, why? But like below ground, was right? Yeah, it just is terrible. But what was like really weird was that I had like such a loving sort of family, so I was given all the resources possible yeah. to support me and to help me through it. And you didn't And I just didn't take it in mind. It really like you really can't only save yourself, because mm-hmm. I just rejected all the help, even though it would have like I feel like I could have been more successful a lot earlier in my life if I had taken the help. But I think just seeing because. I think it was like 17. I saw the effect it was having on my parents, mm. and like there was just my parents. Like my dad doesn't get angry, but I could. He was just so angry with me, and I think just like they just looked so tired, and they didn't. Know. I think seeing that as a, as a kid, like as a teenager, just the toll it was having on my parents really affected me. No, and that kind of made me switch, switch gears, and yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah, no, that kind of gave me response. We've got very similar stories in that yeah. respect. That's so, no, definitely, yeah, hearing you share that makes me definitely feel less alone because I like felt all those like exact emotions. Oh, I'm, we're going to move on because I'm going to stop. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but you're fine. But there's also nothing wrong with crying. No, definitely not. I just, I have this thing around crying where I'm like, I just don't like it, but I'm just trying to get better with that. But yeah. No, I think. There's nothing wrong with it. No, definitely not. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> No, but thank you for sharing that because I think like I can resonate so heavily with everything you just said and I think 
I think one of the things people forget about mental health is that it not only affects like the person going through it, but it can also affect the people around you. Yeah. And I just remember thinking that like I was such a shitty person to be around, mm-hmm. and like it just makes me so upset that I have to put people that loved me and wanted the best me through that as well. Because at the end of the day, they just want what's best for you. So yeah, yeah no, I definitely resonate with that. I think when you're in so much pain, it's really hard to think of anyone. Yes, yeah, you just feel like you're the only one. Yeah. You're the only one experiencing yeah. it, but it's actually not. You're the only one in the world and everything's going wrong and yeah. you're just like really struggling. But yeah, no, I definitely feel that. No, that's like, yeah, I find that really interesting. Do you think, how did, how did you feel that you started changing once you like saw that that was how it was affecting your family? Like what were kind of the steps that you took or how did you think you started changing as a person? Well, okay, so... It's definitely not a linear journey. Yeah, either. it's not. So I... The like the, the kicker was one moment because I attempted when I was wait well, seventeen or eighteen and we were in the hospital yeah. and like my parents that was when I saw my parents like they were, they just were so beside them yeah didn't know what to do yeah and I think from that moment I just I think I just made an effort to accept help mm-hmm. so because before that I just every time any time they'd offer me support like my mum tried to get me to a counsellor they tried to like surround me with people that I enjoyed being around mm-hmm. and I just constantly objected it but. I think after that moment in the hospital, I just was like, okay, like, yes, yes, I'll come with you. I'll be around you. I'll, I'll accept the help that you give me. And I think that's what made a difference. Um, I think when you, like, really, because I really struggled with self-harm as a kid. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's so easy, like, like self-harm, sorry, it's so easy to relapse. Yeah. And when you're trying to heal your mental well-being in general, it's so easy. Did I say it's so hard to relapse? It's easy to relapse, sorry. <laughs> When you're trying to heal, yeah. it's just so easy to fall back onto mm-hmm. what, like, because well, it's like a habit that's in you. And, and you know when you're yeah. so used to feeling like unhappy and in pain, that feeling happy, it's so weird. Just like, oh, I don't like this. Yeah, even though it's good. Yeah, I know. I hundred yeah. percent agree with you, and I think, yeah, no, that. Oh my god, this is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm the whole time I'm just sitting here going, you're safe, you're safe, but it's like, no, I hundred percent understand, like. How you feel and I think it's that that kind of part of relapsing is so not talked about nearly yeah. enough because I know that I struggle with that in the past and it's like right like feeling down and shitty and depressed is almost more it's more like a safe feeling than yeah. feeling happy especially in those early kind of phases of yeah. trying to it's clean also, yourself yeah, it's, it's also scary like when you know something when you know it's so used to something yeah having to teach it's just so scary but and also Sport really saved my life. Like yeah, after uh, when I started playing rugby, oh, like my mental well-being just progressed so much. And I'm like, I'm in, I'm in such a better place because of sport. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely one. Yeah, for sure. That's a good segue because my next kind of thing I want to talk about is: Do you remember like a certain point in your journey where you saw sport as like a way out, or sport as a thing that you really wanted to pursue as like a potential career? Um, I think when I. When I debuted for the Keeley Ferns, mm-hmm. and because I didn't think that I, I, I know, I know I'm sporty and I yeah. know I'm athletic, but I never ever thought that I could be like one of the best in the world. I could be in a team like with the best in the world. Mm-hmm. And I think when I debuted for the Keeley Ferns, um, I just was thinking to myself like, oh, this could actually be something like oh, I could actually be good. Yeah, I could actually be alright. And I think being surrounded by people who told me that and mm-hmm. who really encouraged me and said like, you actually have the potential to ability great is when I I guess made the decision yeah I wanted to have this as a career but yeah so shout out to the Kiwi fans 
Shout out to the Kingpins. <laughs> um, what are some of your earliest memories of picking up the rugby ball? Do you remember like still kicking um, Picking up the rugby ball? Probably when I was 20, which was three years ago. I didn't stop it. Oh, actually. Let me just rewind. Okay. I, th I think Online. my first ever rugby game was with Eloise Blackwell. Okay. And it was for Indian rugby. Your um, first ever rugby yeah. game? Yeah, it was with Alice Blackson. Oh, and Eden, and I, I didn't know anything about rugby, but I think that was when I first remember picking up the ball. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that scared me because I didn't go back. Like I think that was so 2017, and I, I stayed away from rugby ball after that. And I just couldn't do anything. Were you good with being tackled or like tackled? I was. I, I was still can't wrap my head around that. It was me trying to tackle people because oh. I was just I had no technique. I remember this one, this one time to tackle someone, and she grabbed. I had extensions at the time. She grabbed so my whole eyelashes. <gasps> and that was the moment I said I'm never been rugby again. All of your eyelashes. I think like my ex is just like how oh, no. she just that would send me off a cliff. Yeah, I'd be like see you in the And I missed the tackle. <laughs> that is just so rude. Yeah. God, what yeah. a tactic. You started off your sporting career playing league. Mm -hmm. Can you talk us through your pathway to playing at the twenty twenty one Women's Rugby League World Cup? Um I got Oh World Cup. Yes. Was this last year? No. We know this. <laughs> oh, the Kiwi Fins World Cup. Yeah. Rugby League World Cup. I'm so sorry. <laughs> was this last year? I think two years ago. We're in 2023, Brad. Is that soon? Oh, okay. <coughs> well, we had it last year because it got cancelled in 2020. Oh my god, yes. But yes. Sorry, what are you saying? Yes. What was your question? What was your pathway? Because you started playing rugby league yes. first. What was your pathway to that World Cup? Because um, I read somewhere like you literally had like one year playing club or something or like yeah. half a season and then you were in the Kiwi Ferns. Yeah, um, I'm, I, when I debuted, so the, the year that I debuted for the Kiwi Ferns was my first year playing league. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, but how many people can do that? Like, not many. I don't know. I think it's because I'm naturally fast, like a fast runner. Mm. And I think that's really easy to work with. I'm naturally fast, so I've got like five metres. And then that's that, that's, <laughs> Well, that counts for something. Any, anything longer, I'm just like, no, I'll walk. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I just, um, yeah, that year I made, I did it for the Kiwi Ferns, it was my physio playing league. Yeah. And then after that, I think I just dedicated a lot of my time to training. Mm -hmm. um, before I started playing league, I used to be a lot bigger. And not like massive, but I just was really unhealthy. Mm -hmm. and I didn't train that much, so I think I really dedicated that following year to trying to better myself mm -hmm. like physically and I think it made a massive difference um and yeah I ended up playing for the Newcastle Knights as well yes. before that that kind of question oh yeah what's your question <laughs> <laughs> you also played in the NRLW with the Newcastle Knights and yeah. the inaugural like season for the women's league competition what was that like what was sort of that decision behind that like why the Knights all that sort of stuff man was he so furry like with this their rugby league, their resources, the way they support the women's game is just so much, like so far ahead yeah. to New Zealand. We don't even have like a really league here for yeah. Or like if we do, all the girls go over to Australia. Yeah. So it's just like it's just not good enough for New Zealand. Anyways, um, okay. and that was such <laughs> and that was such an amazing experience. Like mm -hmm. I loved that, and I was around the profession because we trained like I think it was three or four days a week but it was I was around the food that was my first time being around a professional environment yeah. recently and it was such an awesome experience and yeah even though we lost every game and it was it was really humbling 
it was such an awesome experience and it just made me fall in love with contact sports so much more. Yeah, New Zealand needs to just catch up. Do you think New Zealand ever will have a league like kind of like Sigur Rambi open but for league or do you just think the game's not big enough here? I think it's big enough. I think a lot of girls want to play. Yeah. It's just not the resources. I don't know if it's like people caring enough Yeah. and like the marketing's mm -hmm. terrible. Um, I would love for it to be in New Zealand though. Because so our girls can stay home, with, like, because this is where they reside, yeah. this is where they're not being. Yeah. But they have to move up to Australia to, like, have opportunities. That's yeah. so terrible. Yeah. But I hope, I hope they do, and I think it would be, oh, I think it would be, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Just quickly, do you think in terms of the NRLW competition and then the Super Rugby OPP competition, do you think they're comparable in any way? Do you think, you know, you'd seen things over in Australia that you're like, that would do so well here with Super Rugby OPP or do you think it's a completely different market? I think they are similar in ways of professionalism. Mm -hmm. I think they're really um, catered to, like, female athletes becoming professional. Yeah. Um, I definitely think like Super Rugby Opic is a lot more around culture, mm -hmm. um, which I really value yeah. personally. So I think that's why like, I probably lean a bit more towards Opic. But um, what, what I noticed over in, in RW is that the, when the NZ girls brought their culture to Aussie, like the connection mm. between us was so cool. Yeah. And I think that would really benefit you know, yeah. like the way that Opic is with their culture. Bring it over to you and it would be really cool. Yeah. But in regards to like athleticism and how talented yeah. our female our female athletes are, it's like it's so comparable. Yeah. It's so much talent. So were there any other offers from like any other clubs or were there any other clubs to sign up? Or was it always the nights that you yeah. don't you uh, No, it was only the nights. Yeah. I was like a rookie, so I don't even know why I got picked. But um I mean I think most people know <laughs> why you got picked. <laughs> At the time I didn't. Okay. Um, no, I, I don't want to play for the Eels because yeah. I got really close with Kennedy Chanton mm -hmm. when I was over there and her fine line. Yeah. But yeah, I think if I would love to move for the Warriors. Yeah. Like, How cool would that be? Either, either Eels or the Warriors, that'd be cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, the inaugural season for the NRLW Conflict Eels, you come back to New Zealand. And very quickly you got into the union space. Yeah. Did you have any risks in between or was it straight into? I can't remember. I don't think I so. Yeah, I can't remember. I'm very unterrible. I, I, I feel guilty if I don't train. So. No, I probably came over. I came off the plane and went for a run, probably. No, I'm the exact same. Anytime I don't work out or like. Oh, actually, that doesn't happen often because I'm always like, oh, you're going to do it. Yeah. But anytime I don't, I'm looking and I'm like, no, that's I'm not good. We need to work on that. We need to unpack that. <laughs> we can meet each other's cats. We need to rest. <laughs> no. It's actually really bad though. I'm no. Because you're pure. I cannot do it. This is so funny. Um, what was kind of the decision? Because obviously the NRLW is still going over in Sydney, uh, out in Sydney, in Australia. What was the decision to switch to Union for you? Um, if I'm being completely honest, it was my partner. Yeah. Um, like, just seeing how how happy she is mm -hmm. when she plays, I think it really inspired me. Well, and yeah. so I, I ended up playing for Auckland Storm, and she's at the same team. Yeah. And the what like how welcoming Auckland Storm is, and how much they want women to succeed. Yeah. Really, just like I think that's what made it for me. Yeah. And that, like that season, my first day of season, was the reason that I decided I'm going to be Yeah. Yeah. 
Wow, that's so cool. Yeah. And your partner also got injured a little bit. Yes. Poor girl. And she only, it was towards the end of the NPC session. Yes. Yeah. Her, I think her first full game was that, was the game. The it game was, was Australia. That was her first, like, full. Oh, really? Because she put really? on, she was unlimited minutes for yeah. our um, OPEC fund. Yeah. I mean, I'll. FPC. FPC. Oh, FPC. It's not FPC. Sorry. Oh, FPC final. Yeah, she had a concussion and then she did her Liz ring, which is, I don't know what to call that, but it's something in your foot. Yeah, and she, yeah, but she really inspires From like a kind of partner situation, how hard is it to see something that you love injured and not be able to play the game that they love? I think. Because I can imagine it would be so frustrating. She's like the kind of person who's really good at like putting up the front and being able to like yeah. come across stuff. But I think seeing the mental toll it took on her, you know, she just really started um, not losing the love for the game, but just like struggling to stay patient. Pining the wine. Yeah. yeah. Remembering the wine. I guess like, like, and continuing to enjoy the game became a little bit hard for her. Yeah. And I think that was really hard, but what also, I think just seeing her journey and her determination to come back into the game was really was really like was so much better like meant so much more than yeah than me to told her to one because she came up she should a lot better yeah i'm so proud of oh that makes me so happy <laughs> <laughs> do you need a minute <laughs> yes <laughs> um so in november of last year it was announced that you had signed with the blues for the mm. single of the oak picking competition it's my tea what was that like? What was that like kind of opportunity like knowing that you were going to play Super Rugby Okiki? What were your emotions? What were your family thinking? Like, what was what was kind of like the whole thing around that? Um, I think because Open Storm has like most of the blues girls, mm. I think I, you know, when you go into like Okiki, you're like, oh, this is like the big, this is the big league. I'm yeah. a little bit nervous. Yes. I think having um, all of those girls around me before that really made the trip she won't be here because I was nervous mm. but I felt like I was going to be okay yes I had such good support around me um what was your family reactions around that because I'm sure they would have been super proud yeah so. my brother Jordan he's like a diehard blues fan yeah so he was I'd say with his, <laughs> I think it was the jokes <laughs> no, yeah they were so proud of me and yeah. I think that just, just they just love seeing me do what makes me happy it's not really about getting selected or it's yeah. not really about having a massive achievement it's just about me doing what makes me yeah happy. like that's what makes them the proudest so yeah oh that's so yeah. cool um is the nrl we've kind of already touched on it a little bit but from like a playing perspective and like the length of the competition in terms of that is the nrlw and opiki seasons compared to one that way or are they just completely different because i know the super rugby opiki was short last year yeah NRW just has, they got, was it 10 teams, I think? So they had a lot more games than yeah. the other did. Yeah. Um, so they're making progress a lot faster than we are. Mm. But I hope that in the, in the nearing years to come, that OPEC is the same and that it yeah. starts to grow because I think the women's game need that. Maybe I'll have a cross conversation with like that Aussie oh. league as well. Oh, yes, yes. That, that had been a conversation. I'm not sure how that would go about, but that would be really cool. That would be cool. And I think it would actually game. Just, yeah. yeah, I think it should be so much more exciting and like bring more spectators to the Yeah, and well. I think the Aussie girls like really love when they get to come up against us. So yeah, I think it'd be, it'd be good for both of us. Yeah, yeah. and it, I think it would even like progress the game like, but, like at like international level as well. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think it would really raise the standards. Yeah, and also hopefully get our Aussie girls full time contracts because they don't have it at the moment. Say it, girl. 
So I hope they get that. <laughs> okay, let's talk like ferns. You date. Yes, let's go. Sorry. Oh my god. See, we'll be excited. You debuted in June this yes. year, which blows my mind. Like, how it's not even been six months. Oh my god. Like, are you kidding? What, what a moment, eh? What's with that? <laughs> What's with you and just debuting so quickly for sure? <laughs> Oh my gosh, that was a really special one. I think, um... I'm sorry, that it happened yeah. so quickly. Did it? Wait, literally, you... We're talking about this time, around this time last year, you were named to be a part of the Blue Super Rugby Opiki. Played that season, got named in the Black Ferns. Well, you were named was a full contract for Black Ferns yes. earlier. Yeah, and then you debuted in June against Australia. What was that like? Being told that you're going to debut for Black Ferns against Australia, like, I, how was that? I don't know. I think, no, I do miss her. I'm <laughs> really saying it. I'm talking upset. I, um, I remember training, like, this was before before I knew I was a Black Fern, yeah. before I contracted. And I was just training really hard. And I didn't really know what I was training for. Mm -hmm. But I was like, there's gonna, something's going to come. Yeah, he's telling you. And I think. I think the Black Ferns was, was it for me. I think that's what I was training for these last two years. <laughs> yeah. um, I didn't actually like my debut. I don't think. Did you not? No. My, my personal individual like debut. I don't think I did anything. I think I, I think I, wait, let me get my stats up. Okay. Just let me, let me just. Yeah. Pause. Just give you a bit of a indication. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, that's all right. It's Go for it. Um, I love stats. I love looking at the stats. <laughs> I okay, let's just say I, I didn't do anything. Um, my stats, just, I didn't do anything. Sorry, I, I, so I wasn't. Oh my god, your phone case. Oh. I love that. Actually, I know I just didn't think I did anything, so I was disappointed with my date. But so, did you touch the ball? Yeah, I think. So you might have done something. And then one of the times that I think I got like folded. Like, you know, you're seeing them in a few This is why I can't believe I'll be playing. I'm too scared. Yeah. So, no, but I was so grateful to debut. Very happy to be a black fan. Yeah. So, did you finish family over there? Yes, my brother surprised me. Oh, really? Yeah, my dad came over. What was that like seeing them in the stands like afterwards? I think I probably cried. I'm such a cry. Yeah, I think when I had like just the relief seeing my dad, because my dad's. My biggest supporter. Yeah. I think. And then hugging him, just oh, really felt like I finally did this. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I think that was. Oh, that's. Just re re release and a lot of gratitude. Yeah. For all the support that I've had. Yeah. And so you didn't know they were coming over at all? I knew my dad was coming, but I didn't know my brother was coming. Oh, really? So that was special. Cause oh, how cool. He's, he's got such a busy schedule. Doesn't come to. Nah, I'm just kidding. Plug for the morning shift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and not that they need <laughs> Um, when I talk about you lighting up the international stage, you've played six games this year mm -hmm. for the Black Ferns. Not only that, you got named as the World Women's Rugby Breakthrough 15s Player of the Year. Like six games is just crazy for that to be the outcome. Can you talk us through kind of what you think maybe has equated to you and being able to, to achieve that? Um. Because I think I already know the answer, but I want to hear it from out of your Man. I don't actually know because when I got that, I was really shocked when I got that award because mm -hmm. I think I'm really mean to myself because I was telling myself like, that whole year, like, oh, I didn't have a good season, like, but 
Um, but or just always trying to. You think you should be further along yeah. than you should, but be like achieving more. Yeah, it's going to be hell. Yeah, but that's like this. Yeah, there's one thing about me. Like I'm so desperate to like it's. I am so desperate to get better. Yeah, and I'm so hungry to improve and like. I want to be the best. I'm so competitive. I want to be better. Then everyone, like in my position, I just really hunger for that. And I think my progress from Blues to FEC to World 15s, like, I didn't realise it, but it was actually quite big. And I had, uh, and I really, I feel like I really improved. And I think maybe that's what helped me get there. But yeah. like, the support around me, my desperation to yeah. like, improve and be better. Kind of sitting in this moment right now and like taking a look back on this whole year from this time last year in November to being named in Blues all the way through Oakland season and then your debut international season. Are you able to like to sit in this moment and feel like proud of yourself? Yes, now I am. Okay, that's it. I'm just in like relaxing. Let myself. I mean, let myself. We should do like some meditation together or something. Just like really chill out for like you and I both, man. Yeah, no, I am proud of myself, and I'm happy that I like. Yeah, I hope. I hope young people like look at that and think about it's possible for me to. Yeah, and it really is. Yeah, and you you've talked a lot about like your family support and like the support of like the girls in your team as well. How important is having that support? Like, how much does that mean to you? That. I don't think I'd be here without them. Like, and the the girls don't even know that. Like, they've just made such a mess. Especially in my own nine girls from Auckland. Yeah. Like, just being around people who want to be better as well just makes you more man. I must guys you. Yeah, and yeah. Just, it's just so encouraging. And I think yeah, I think it's so important to to credit your successes to like this for this like to this around you. It's really really helped me. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay, I want to talk a little bit, not too much about political stuff, but I know that you're very local about it. Um, Don't get me started. <laughs> um, I want to talk about the Women's Gang of Rugby as it currently stands. Oh. <laughs> Obviously, we just had the WXC tournaments that, like, like the inaugural ones and everything, and Super Rugby Opiki is getting an extension this uh Next year, I keep thinking on twenty twenty four already. That's so bad. Really, <laughs> Christmas hasn't even happened. Um, but yes, yeah, kind of sits, looking at the women's game of rugby as it currently stands. Do you are you like satisfied and happy with where it's no, at? No, I'm not. What but, do you think? <laughs> no, I'm not happy with it. But I know that they're progressing, mm. and I and I've been around people who are trying to improve the game side. So I know there's care there. Yeah, but I think we need to see more. Yeah, so I'm not happy with it. Yeah, but you know. Kia to them trying. Okay. We're getting extra games, so I'm grateful for that. Yeah. But I think there needs, I think the pay needs to be better. I think that there needs to be more games. There needs to be more teams. Mm-hmm. But I know it's a process, and yeah. I totally understand that. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I think I don't know if I'm biased because I'm around it, but like, yeah. No, no, no. I, no, I definitely agree with you. And I think, I think you're not, you're not. I think you'd find most people would agree with that. And I think it's not just in rugby. I think it's in women's sport in general at the moment. Like, there's definitely you just like, like look at the FIFA Women's World Cup. Like, look how many people came and packed out Eden Park and went to New Zealand girls for playing everything. Yeah, that was cool. I, it was so cool. I think there's definitely like women's game is definitely on the up and up, but there's still like a long way. To yes, go. and the marketing. Yeah. Like the promotion of the game needs to improve. Girl, I'll do it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You're so welcome. Um, yeah, we did, we touched on that a little bit with the Opiki like payment increases. I read some of that there are yes, getting, like payment, which is good. There has been. Yeah, but it needs to be better. 
Well, I saw somewhere like the minimum was like 17 grand for a season, and I saw that on like. Yeah, there's still not good enough in my opinion. But that's better. Yeah, it is. But it's for non contracted. So it's if you're on a full time contract. Yeah. Like, then you get like the non, like, the non number. Do you think it's hard for the girls who are really wanting to make it into a professional league? But still have to go and work like full time jobs. Yeah, it's like I can't changing. imagine how they must feel. Like yeah. I, I have a lot of my mates who are in the blues and who work from nice so who work as well. Mm-hmm. Just like it's tiring. Ha- yes, I don't mm-hmm. think people understand like how it's so hard to like train every single it day is. hard yes. and play, and then there's like one day of recovery and then it's back to it. Yes, and they work so hard because they still have to pay their bills. They still have to provide for their family. And a lot of them have like kids as well, yeah. and, like families to support as well. Yes, I feel really, like I either like, because I'm contracted, I have the luxury of just training and I yeah. don't have to worry about mm-hmm. going to like other work. But yeah. they have to, yeah, I can't imagine how to miss it. Yeah. So tasting, but they make it look so easy. I know, I know. I love I love the women's game, but sorry, I don't want to sound like No, 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 no you're good. Like, I think, I think I'm just really passionate and I yeah. want to be better and I want to improve and I think that I want to do Especially for like, from like the young girls coming yes. through as well, who are like yeah. at school still and looking at you guys going, I want to do what she's doing one day yeah. and like maybe get discouraged by when people or like by being maybe like media or like external sources saying that the woman's going to go anywhere, which just yeah. isn't true, but I think it's yeah. absolute shit. <laughs> The women's game's going some. <laughs> if Caitlin has anything to do with it, it will. <laughs> um, how are you feeling after such a successful 2023 season? Like, what are your just kind of final thoughts around the 2023 season? I think it's just the beginning. Yeah. And so why? Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited to be better and to learn and to represent everything that I'm about. Yeah, yeah. I hope that. Yeah, yeah, I hope that it continues to be happy. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. I'm just very great. Yeah, very, no, very great. sure. You're still super young, and like in terms of your professional career, it's been such a short span of time, and I'm sure what we've got to see many more years of you playing professionally. I'm so rugby or whatever you choose to do, that could you pinpoint sort of one sort of thing that you're most proud of so far in your career? I know it's a hard one. Every time I ask people, they're like, I'm going to be here for like an hour and trying to think. But just one thing that you would say you're most proud of. I'm most proud of whenever I do that. Yeah, like whether it was curfews or black things. That's my most proudest moment because that's... I think all my strength lies in where I come from. And I'm a very proud Polynesian woman. So being able to do Haka is my punishment. Yeah. Because it represents me, represents my whanau, represents our people, yeah. and represents this country. Yeah, that's my country. I love that. Yeah. That's so cool. Science, dear. <laughs> um, what's next for Faye What is next for me? Oh, so much. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm going on break in two weeks, so I'm just going to chill at home. Oh, do you mean like my career? Ask anything. Um, hopefully, you've got the mic in the stage. <laughs> Hoping that blues went over picking. Yeah, and take back what's out. What should be out? Um, and I really, I really am working towards getting contracted again. Okay. Um, for the black fans, I would love that. Yeah. And probably just me growing my my content a little bit more. Yeah. Like I kind of do a in terms of social media. Stuff. Yeah. Maybe yeah. like what would you mean? money? Yeah. yeah. What would you like want to do with your like platforms? I want to do my own segment. Yeah. Like I, my brother came up with this idea where like I go with people and get matching tattoos with them. I would. Do you know what I was just about to say? I was like, if the blows went to the Ruby Open Key, I will get a stitch tattoo somewhere on my body. 
I, 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 it's recorded? Okay. I just was still thinking that it's like, that's so, help me, what the heck? Okay, I, I'm holding. Yeah. I, I have to win now. I'm going to clip this and put it on social media so everyone knows I'll okay. get it. It'll be my first tattoo as well. I've been wanting to get one for ages, but I just can't that's think what. first tattoo. Yeah. I'm so proud of you, Lily. Um, okay. So, good incentive to win. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, segment, yeah. Or like, just, so, because I, I really love people and I really love, like, hearing people's stories. Yeah. And, even like so, promoting other people's stories. Yeah. So something around that. I don't know. Podcast or maybe just like social content? I I don't know. I, I don't, not, not, I think it's my brother has a podcast. I'm just like, oh. What a copy, eh? Girl, there's room for everyone. Yeah, I think there's room for me somewhere else. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. But I'd like, I'd love to try something in, yeah. Even like doing some stuff like in, like in between trainings and stuff with the girls just to like, they'll get to see their Yeah, a bit of like vloggy la la eh? Yeah, because I know like the first stuff that I did, especially work with... <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was gonna go past that, but you well, started yeah. laughing. <laughs> I think we should end this right now. <laughs> but I know, like, with the content that I was doing earlier in there and stuff that I want to do, like, people really loved it. Like, people, like, fans began love to see yeah. like personalities because they love social media is so boring. I'm like, oh, blah blah yeah. blah. So formal, eh? I know. Oh, like, girl, I didn't watch that. <laughs> I Media. <laughs> I like those ones like where they put the questions up before training and we walk out and yeah. done so like, You should just do that. Take your tripod and fly along. It's your, it's your team now. Yep. <laughs> You're right. So, I'm the media manager. Okay, we're nearly done, but I did put some question I put question box out. Oh, yes, I did. Okay. So many people, Caitlin, sent in questions. I was like, I can't sit here and ask her. She'll be here for like another hour and I'm like, I know. But we anyway, got time. We do, we do. So I've got a couple here. Okay. Um, what is the biggest difference between union and league? Union you can run around like in my position, sorry. Mm-hmm. In league I just run it straight at people. Mm-hmm. In union you have a lot more space to run. Yeah. Pers- like Persistent me. Yep. Yeah. Easy. Um, when and how did your stitch and position start? When did it start? You said a couple of years ago. Yes, a couple of years ago I got given a stitch teddy. Yeah. And then, because I didn't really watch it growing up. Did you not? And then I was like, oh my gosh. I this character did a time when I was Yeah. Born. I only, no, well, I didn't, sorry. But I think his character really resonates with me. Mm-hmm. He's very... He's very crazy and aggressive, but he's also very caring. <laughs> and I just think that really represents me. And so, ever since then, I just, I think I've spent like over a thousand dollars on stitch stuff. This serial will That's hilarious. But at least people know what to get for like Christmas and stuff. Yes. Very nice. can person. never go wrong with stitch when it comes no. I was saying to Caitlin that I wanted to try and find a little Christmas stitch thing, but I couldn't. And then I was like, maybe I should glue it. You're getting a tattoo stitch, right? Well, if you both <laughs> When we when yeah, true. Thank okay. you. Yeah, sorry. When when the glue symbol rub you open the Um any advice you'd give to your younger self? Um the advice I give to my younger self is to not let what anyone tells me define my end or ultimate confidence. And I think it, I think when you're an athlete you're taking feedback from a lot of people constantly. Um but you need to be at a point in your life where people can say anything to you but you could still Take it no, and be confident in you. I would tell my son to make sure I work on that because yeah. now I'm paying for it. Love that. Later in my life. You tell yeah. the girl. <laughs> Have you ever had a fan make a sign in the crowd for you? And what was that feeling? I uh, had this one girl made like mine, it said numbers. Wait, can you cut that blood out? Because I'm trying to remember. Yeah. <laughs> 
I have a hand on my room. It says run the ball over Hako. Oh my god. And that, I, thought, I thought that was really special. I think that was my first sign. That means so cool. Was that, yeah, was that cool? Well, it actually means like an interesting word, but. But I want someone to make a sign for me just when I walk into someone like random room. Okay, I can do that. Okay. Yeah. Will you get your Okay, sounds good. When I'm getting it done, you can sing. Yes, sign me up. Would you ever consider playing Black Crown Sevens or, and what would your ultimate position slash team be? My ultimate goal in like my life is to make the Sevens team. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's like been a goal. Mm -hmm. um, so I would love to. Yeah. And then my ultimate team or position? So? Position slash team be. I mean, obviously, I'm guessing being New Zealand would be kind of weird for me. Yes, anything New Zealand <laughs> and anything, yeah, New Zealand. What was it? I've got a question. What That's it? Yeah. Uh, Black from students? And I played prop. I honestly, like, <laughs> want to play prop one day. Like, I just... My dad tells me to be a good prop. And I'm like, thank you so much. <laughs> I just feel so aggressive and like, oh. gosh, like, I just want to get in here. <laughs> when I was playing FEC, I used to go in the middle. It oh to, my and then they score my wing because I was like, wanting to get in the middle. <laughs> See, that, you yeah. need to not do that next season so I can get my tattoo. Yes, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure. <laughs> um, is there any other like random thought that you would just randomly play for fun? Random. Like frisbee golf or oh. anything like that? Oh, I really want to try and frisbee sure. golf. Yeah, like I'm so uncoordinated. <laughs> Have you tried it though? No. You might be pretty good at it. Trim. I mean, I probably will be there. <laughs> you pro what if you like? What if you're the best in the world and you don't even know? What if you are? Think about it like that. That's called confidence. Actually, that's true. I don't know. Um, or like canoeing, or like water. Oh, sports. that that that. What's that one where you where you um you do the the brush on the ice? Oh my god! Yes. What is that called? Um, not ice hockey. It's not ice hockey. It's um. You know I don't know about anything. Yeah, that. it's not it's not hockey either. <laughs> I'm not sure. That's like a bar game, I'm pretty sure. No, what is that called? Okay, I'm gonna reach switch yeah. and put it on the screen. They're all ice game. Yeah. Like or like being thrown up in the air and being caught. That's like my dream, although I hate Ch being But like cheerleading? No, like on the ice. Oh yes. Like ice skate dancing or whatever it's called. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> um oh this is a hard one, so sorry I'm gonna put but what do you love more, rugby or stitch? <laughs> that is just rude. <laughs> oh my gosh. Who asked that? I'm gonna block them. No. Uh, um, oh, I'm I gonna... do have a name. No, 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 I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Probably Okay. Stitch and very close to your mouth. <laughs> um, who's the fastest black fern and where do you step up? I'd say you'd be one of the fastest. Um. I'm the fastest over five meters, just turning that out there. It's just in sevens and, and fifteens. So it's Michaela yeah. Blythe. Oh my god, she's yeah. how crazy quick. Anytime she gets a bolt, I'm just like, go around. Yeah. She, she's so quick. I'm not sure where I stick up, but I um, I think You're I'm pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then last one, any fading moments from your career so far? Any moment. Playing my first game with my partner, that was really special. Oh, how cool. And one more moment. When I did that, when I did like, I, I went out with Australia again, I like fended off a few people. And the, that was cool. But that felt really, I felt like I'm still winning and I'll never forget it. 
Yeah. Oh, I loved that. Well, that is all for today, Caitlin. I'm. Thank you so much <laughs> for coming to tow the line, Barno. Lillian would need to meet her. You should just done this whole thing by yourself. <laughs> um, but I'm so grateful and thank you so much for sharing everything that you did. And yeah, I just know everyone's going to love this. So thank you so much. And where can people find you? I'm sure everyone knows you already. You can find me at the TikTok. <laughs> yeah, you can find me anywhere. You can find me everywhere. You'll see me everywhere. Okay. And Matri could open up some doors. Probably don't I don't know. Oh, yes. <laughs> that, that didn't happen. You can find me on TikTok under Clary Jeans or Instagram, Caitlin Barkle. Love it. Thank you so much. And that is it, guys. See you next week. Toe the line. <laughs> Goodbye. Sorry, that was. Oh, yeah. Please delete that. <laughs>